Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Optional SideQuest, our first episode back after the Christmas break. Alex, how's it going? I'm great. I'm in the process of eating, but you know, I- I'm committed, so uh, <laughs> doing two things at once. Then, but nothing can stop us podcasting after our long days at work. Um, so, I mean, this, this, this week's episode is going to be a, it's going to be a movie focused episode. Um, so, you know, on that theme, let's talk about, let's intro with some movies that we, uh, watched over the Christmas break, just relay some thoughts over what we watched. Um, Alex, you want to kick us off? What did you watch during the holidays? Well, the holidays is always a great time to, uh, watch movies. And of course, yep. So I ended up watching, uh, the... Disney's, uh, well, live act, well, uh, you know, abbreviate, well, you know, finger quotes, finger quotes, live action Jungle Book movie, which was. Have you never right. had you never seen it before? No. What did you? Th- yeah, go on then. So, what did you think? I thought it was all right, but I mean, like, I remember the hype for it and watching. It, I mean, I mean, I don't know whether it's because like it was. It, I watched it a couple of years after. Um. Yeah, so you're okay. catching up two years later. You, you've got two years' worth of hype to live up to when you watch it. And I was like, well, it's perfectly fine, but it's, you know... Interesting. See, I thought... See, I mean, I'm, admittedly, I watched it when the hype was, you know, at its maximum. And I really liked it. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how those special effects and, you know... It's weird because, as as you say, it is live action in quotation marks. It's not. It's CGI plus Mowgli. Yeah, it's like an 11-year-old kid talking to like... (laughs) In a CGI movie. (laughs) Talking to himself in a green room. I mean, what did you think of uh, Christopher Walken as uh, King Louis? I will say this. He was probably my favourite bit. Just (laughs) because of Christopher Christopher Walken. he He just does his Christopher Walken thing. And it's just like... I want the red flower boy. <laughs> He's a mob boss as well. Yeah. I like how uh, they like they put a spin on I want to be like you. It's just some like fucking really dark. Almost perverse. Speaking, speaking of Christopher Walken, um, I watched uh, A View to a Kill over the weekend as well. And he's the main bad guy in that. Oh, yeah. And again, he's it's just Christopher Walken doing his Christopher Walken stick, but it's so good. <laughs> I was Grace Jones and Grace Jones is his uh, bad guy henchwoman. Yeah. Being yeah. all Grace Jones crazy and insane, which is awesome. Um uh I also watched uh Saving Mr. Banks, um which is Saving Mr. Banks is a great film. Yeah, I actually thought it was quite good. Um tell you what, I, every Colin, time I, Colin, every time Farrell, I Colin Farrell one of Colin Farrell's yeah, performances. I was literally gonna say, every time I see Colin Farrell or something, I was like, he should be he should be dead. I think there's a gag that, like, if he's in a mo- if he's in a mo- movie which has a particular kind of budget, it's going to suck. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> think Colin Farrell should be a leading leading actor. I think he's really good. I mean, if he is going to lead a film, it should be like a really small, you know, an in Bruges type film. But when he's like a supporting character, he's always excellent. Like in Fantastic Beasts, um, this uh, Saving Mr. Banks, of course, Minority Report. I thought he was like, I, 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 he was my favorite part in Daredevil. <laughs> oh yeah, Daredevil, of course. Yeah, Bullseye, brilliant. I'll tell you uh, a couple of the films I watched. I watched uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Very good. 
which is awesome. I need to reflect on it a little bit more, but it's definitely one of the, if not the best, Mission Impossible film. Um, definitely well, because of uh, watched... Henry Cavill's moustache. <laughs> it's like the true enemy of Justice League. Yeah, that, God, God forbid he wears a fake moustache and, you know, shaves for Superman. But no, it's, it's easier to do a CGI, CGI remove the moustache. That, that's definitely the easiest option to do. I mean... It probably would have been cheaper just to wait, like until like Mission Impossible. Had finished. No, and the budget for just to see ballooned to three hundred million or something crazy like that, and it, it was like it didn't even make Warner Brothers money. But anyway, um, and then another film I watched was Christopher Robin, the uh, the Ewan McGregor sort of. He's an older Christopher. It's like the hook of Winnie the Pooh. He's an older for Christopher Robin. He's oh yeah, yeah. Um, really good. It's a really sweet film. We- what I like about Hugh McGregor is he can be in any film and he's always likeable. Ian McGregor, everybody always forgets how good Ian McGregor is as an actor. He is. Like, no no one, like, I mean, you get the pre Star Wars prequel haters, but even the people who hate the Star Wars prequels never have anything bad to say about Ian McGregor as Obi-Wan. I mean, it was insane when I watched him in Train Spotting. I was like, good. Wait, I was like, what? Why is it Obi Wan Kenobi is like a you know heroin addict? He's like shooting up with his like arm and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what, what? I still haven't watched Train Spotting. Train Spotting Two has just been added to Netflix, but I don't know. Just, I never liked Danny Boyle, so I just don't know. Um. But anyway, what else did you watch? Anything else? I watched Mission Impossible One. <laughs> Dude, you're behind in films as you are games, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, but I thought Mission Impossible 1 was quite good. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like standard. so dated now. They're like, the, the technology they use is like old PCs. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it funny watching, seeing like old CRT monitors and stuff. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, it's still, I think it's still quite good. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of surprised for, spoiler alert, how like they kill his team in like the first 10 minutes. I was like, oh, Emilio Estevez is in this. Cool. death is horrible. I was like, traumatized <laughs> when I I was like, Emilio Estevez was like in Mighty Ducks, and that was like my introduction to him. I was like, oh yeah, hockey coach. And then he was in Mission Impossible, he gets his face absolutely stabbed by an elevator. I was like, oh my god. My sister was actually like, was like, why didn't, I mean, why didn't he just like duck? I mean, I know he probably would have died, but you know, it would have <laughs> would at least have been some sort of like. He would have had, like, yeah, these long, sharp things go through his head. Uh, um, I'll tell you another oh, film I watched, which is the topic of the of the hype at the moment, so, you know, much discussed, was Bird Box, the Netflix-exclusive Sandra Bullock movie. Have you watched Bird Box yet? No, I was... I keep... I was like, oh, that... The thing about Netflix movies is I'm always like, oh, I don't have to worry about, like watching this immediately because it's a Netflix thing it will always be there that's true but then at the moment you know the conversation is Bird Box so now is sort of the time to get on it while everyone else is watching and talking about it to, to yeah. get involved in the zeitgeist I suppose but yeah it's a good film it's, you know it's okay it, you know if it, if it came out to, to theatres well with the Netflix movies you know they are cinema quality they're not they're not on Netflix just because they're the equivalent of straight to video like netflix has paid money to have these films on their platform like you know they're good movies bird box could be released in the cinemas and and no one would you know bat an eyelid it's a really good film Uh, i mean netflix is that thing where what half their original stuff is 
essentially straight straight to video DVD kind of movies, like yeah. quality. And then the other half isn't. So it's kind of like you can never quite tell. What... I think that's kind of good in a way because you can never quite tell what you get. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've they've bought the the rights to the new Martin Scorsese film. So the new Martin Scorsese movies coming exclusively to Netflix. It's called The Irishman, and it's yeah. got it's got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, um, a few other actors, Joe Pesci, um, and it's it's. I had a look at the budget for the movie. It cost two hundred million dollars to make. Because they're using like all this special effects to make Robert De Niro like and Al Pacino like really young in the film, because apparently the story like spans like fifty years. So uh-huh. it's this, so it's this big budget Scorsese movie, and Netflix have paid two hundred million for it. It, I, I just, and then the only reason they're not going to make money on that, they're just going to have subscribers. It's just, all it is is to keep subscribers and maybe get a few new ones, but but still, like that's such an investment. Well, I mean, you, you you do get like um these things on because uh, I I was in H and V like a couple of weeks ago and they were selling like oranges and new black in um in yeah, a box set, so, yeah. like, so you do get these original things on DVD and Blu Ray if somebody doesn't. I really wanna... don't get why anyone would do that though, unless they just want to have the tangible the tangible box set like we spoke in our in our like digital uh, episode. But I think it's eight six pound membership. I think it's also the people who are just like, well, I don't really want to keep paying, you know, six ninety nine a month. Yeah, I suppose I mean, so. But I mean, with a box set, really, how many times are you going to watch it? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it. I mean, I guess it could be a common combination of having that tangible thing uh, and just kind of like a one off payment sort of yeah, thing. Just, yeah, yeah, I can see the appeal in that definitely. Um, I mean, I, I recently um, bit the bullet and so I got the Creative Cloud. And I'll, I'll be paying like um, it's like all the Adobe um, programs like Photoshop, Illustrator, uh, Premiere Pro, and stuff. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So I get to use all of them, but I'm like paying money each month to use them. Yeah, yeah. So it's That's good in the good sense thing. that yeah, it's good in the sense that I can use all of them, but at the same time, it's like I have to keep like I get like if I was constantly paying for it for five years i probably would have hypothetically have paid enough to have got all of them yeah but, I, mean, I suppose it's, it's that thing it's better to have a a smaller outlay over over a period of months and you know bankrupting yourself to get all of these programs in one in one go yeah because as somebody pointed out in uh the comments on a forum i was on people forget that uh photoshop on its own if you weren't a student would be would between 500 pounds and, and a grand. Yeah, but, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I didn't even realise how much Microsoft Office was because I've always sort of had access to it just myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a rip-off. It's not even that good. Like, it always it always has issues, but, you know, that's what happens when you, you have a one... One company dominating everything in the uh, in that space, but so anyway, shall we get to the focus of this week's show? Films we hate yes. that everybody else seems to love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna go through some films. We're gonna have some discussions. We're gonna have some fun. Films that yeah, films that are generally well received. Um, I mean, what, I mean, what criteria would you say? 
Cast Files is well received. High critical reviews, good audience reception. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's good. Yeah, I mean, I guess stuff across the board, really, like uh, critical praise, audience praise, um, just generally, like, seen, like, looked back on as, oh, uh, I enjoyed that film. Sort of yeah. Thing. I think there there is a divide at the moment. Critical plays and audience reception, like for example, The Last Jedi was very well received critically, but audiences seem to hate it for some reason. I mean, I actually like The Last Jedi. I, you, I know you haven't seen it yet, um, but I suppose that that that's that's a disclaimer that we'll have to bear in mind that you know there are some films that are are critically well received. But, well, I mean, there's always you know, there's always, there's also always been films that have kind of like. 50s but yeah yeah but i think i think the films that we're going to go through though don't aren't really going to have that problem nah because i've got some i've got some big films that i really don't like and it's going to get a lot of uh it's going to generate a lot of com- controversy i think okay <laughs> but do you want to uh, give us your give us your first film that well, you, and if it's a film that i like then i'm going to <laughs> well, um, I I don't really hate. I just kind of if I don't if I watch something and I'm not really into it, I just kind of like, oh, I wasn't really into it, and my brain just kind of like rolls up the like, you know, the space for it, throws it away to make way for something, you know. Yeah, instantly forgettable. More useful, but um, well, yeah, I told you this uh, before, but one of the most recent ones was uh, one I did not. I mean, okay. It probably tied into the whole. I, I watched like you know what two years after the hype. Um, yeah. But at the same yeah. time, it probably would have been worse if I'd watched it straight after because I would have been proper hyped up, and then I would have been like, "Oh, was that it?" I mean, it it fighting a losing battle because it was a prequel, and we already and um, we know what happens because it's like, "Oh, well, they're going to get the death spots that our fans." Um, and we all, and we know that none of these characters appear in any of the other in four, episodes four, five, and six. So we can safely assume they're either, or you know, their deaths. To see, I held out hope. I held out. I held out hope that they would actually survive. Like I, I know, like they all just. I mean, spoilers for Star Wars Rogue One, but I just held out hope that, yeah, like as as they started getting whittled down. I thought, oh come on, at least one of them will survive, and they'll just go into hiding, and that's that. But uh, nope, <laughs> nope. Funny thing is, I disagree. I think Rogue One was a great. I think Rogue One was a great film, and you know, it really is like a, close to ranking as possibly my favorite Star Wars film. I, I think I think it was excellent. I, 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 you know, Star Wars for me though, I love lightsabers, I love the Jedi, and obviously this this movie had none of that. I mean, but, I don't know. I thought it was. Really I, I like the ending battle. I will say the ending, the ending sort of like battle and fights and stuff was really good. And the Darth Vader sort of like kicking ass. Oh, the Darth Vader scene. Is but I just couldn't. I mean, the irony is the the character with the most the character with the most character personality for me, ironically, was a robot. <laughs> the robot I mean, is amazing, though. That that robot. The rest, so the, the rest of them were sort of like. I mean, I, c- I can deal with sort of like generic characterization and stuff, but like, um, see, I can't even I, I can't even remember characters' names. Um, uh, I just know Ursa, the, uh, the the main character. 
Felicity Jones' character. But I was disappointed yeah, that Forrest Whitaker was only in it for about five minutes. I was like, oh. That happens with Star Wars, though. That happens. Like, Max von Sydow was in Force Awakens for, like, the grand total of 10 seconds. Yeah, well, I, I think that's... Just, I think the actors, they just want to be in Star Wars. So um, and Mads Mikkelsen as well. I was like, oh, sweet. Mads Mikkelsen would be, be cool. And I was like, oh, he's in it for a glorified, you know, five minutes. Um, I, yeah, but he's in, it, he's, he's, he's in it for more than one scene. That, that counts. Yeah, scene. I mean, I did like uh, Donnie Yen, but then again... Oh, Donnie Yen's amazing. Donnie Yen is awesome. I need to see him in more films, like especially like you know English movie, American movies. Or I mean, um, but I, I just couldn't like the characters are just kind of bland to me. Like I was expecting kind of a bit more in a way. I I, I would have liked to have seen like um, Felicity Jones' character sort of like even if it was just sort of like a montage of like what she did between being rescued by Forrest Whitaker and then. So, like, the start of the movie as to... As she yeah. grew up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. why she ended up, yeah, why she ended up being how she was and, like, and all that. But it was just very dull, in my opinion. It, it's not... It doesn't bode well for when I do watch um, The Last Jedi because that's two for two. Well, The Last Jedi, I mean, you're, you'll be coming at The Last Jedi with low expectations because, it, I mean... It, Generally, the Last Jedi is sort of spoken of as, you know, not not a good movie with a lot of issues. So maybe maybe with your expectations more tempered on that one, you might enjoy it more. Um, but I would be really interested to see what you think of that film because I, I when looking back on it, there are problems I have with it, but I think it is a good film. But yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say without spoiling anything. You really need to watch it, but I have no idea like what going off from that film like episode 9 is going to kind of consist of but yeah once you watch it we definitely need to discuss it I think because I mean I found Force Awakens kind of dull as well like Force Awakens I don't like yeah I really don't like the Force Awakens I really don't like it in, in like hindsight I just, it, it's it's a new hope ripped off I mean uh, like beat for beat it's a new hope and it, yeah, the worst thing is it time. actually has I like the character of um, Finn I like the character of um, Kylo Ren I like the character right. of Rey and it's just like, well, these are like interesting characters in a crap movie. It's like, I now know, I know how like loads of people feel when they see like, um, you know, like one of those movies with like an Oscar winning actor in it. It's like, ah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms of like um, the, the film that I wanted to talk about as, you know, staying in the Star Wars realm, like I... That is a film that everyone loves, but I really don't, is Star Wars A New Hope. And I've talked about Star Wars A New Hope many times. You know how I feel about that film. And it's just, it's just boring. It's a boring film. And at the time, yeah, it must have been amazing. But when you watch it now, it, nostalgia just doesn't, doesn't cut it anymore. It, it's, it's dated. It's just bad. It, the, the third act is so rushed. Like, one second Luke is getting out of a trash compactor and the next he's a he's a a top fighter pilot getting ready to storm the death stars i just don't i just don't get why that film is so well well it held in such high regard all these years later like usually films that are amazing the the regard that they're held in sort of reduces over time whereas the new hope seems to have gone up and i really don't know why it, it i don't like it i don't like that film i guess I could argue it's the um influence that it had on cinema um, is one 
oh yeah no but yeah, but then then that's that arguments like applied to like films like citizen kane i've even seen citizen kane but i know for a fact i'm not gonna like that film it's about fucking what new newspaper or something like who cares that's the most boring subject ever well you say that but i'm mad men's about advertising and i find it quite interesting <laughs> So yeah, I haven't watched Mad Men, and because it's in advertising, I can't, I can't bring myself to watch it. But I, I do know that it is probably quite good. Like The Big Short was a movie about the mortgage crisis, and, and that was really good. So yeah, I, I, I know there are films like based on boring subjects that are actually quite good. But just in terms of Star Wars, I just I don't like a new hope. But I mean, my Star Wars opinion is really, you know. It's not popular. I like the prequels. I like The Last Jedi. I don't like A New Hope. So, what do I know? <laughs> well, not a lot. I'm just Star Wars fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Popular opinion says I don't know a lot of it. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your next film? That um, you again, like? and kind of like racking my, uh, I was racking my brains like um, today for like, what films don't I like that everybody else seems to like? Um, and what, I mean, because I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. Like, the only films I like him in, he's a supporting character. And okay. I still haven't watched um, Step Brothers or Anchorman 1. Oh, dude. Step Brothers is the best. The best comedy. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of, like, hesitant to, like, watch him because I'm like, eh. it's like, can I stand an hour and a half Will Ferrell? And I was like, but then it if you don't like Will Ferrell, then no. You know, if you don't like his humour, then yeah, you're probably not going to like it. Because I mean, I, I like but, the other guys, but I don't find Will Ferrell's bits funny. I find Mark Wahlberg's bits funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it got me thinking about sort of like that whole sort of like mid two thousands comedy scene. And one film I remember was um, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, I'm I'm with you on that. Because I remember watching it. I remember watching it like um, at uni, and I was like, because it, it seems it seems like the kind of movie that you watch when you're at uni, and you're like, you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, that's hilarious. And I was like, I literally, I mean, okay, granted, I haven't watched it in a while, but I cannot remember anything about it. And then he's like, I turned it off. I actually turned. I bought it because of the hype, and I like John Heater. I thought, yeah, man, I'm down. So I bought it, and I, I sat down to watch it. I think I tried to watch it twice. I couldn't get more than 10 minutes in. Just just the the, 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 the level of humour, the like the weirdness of it. I just I didn't get it. I just did not get that. Thing. I, I think it was going for that whole kooky, random, like, humour. It, yeah, it's going really kooky and random, and it, it's just, it doesn't land for me. I need, like, cleverness in my comedy, I suppose. Like some sort of nuance, but the Napoleon's Island was just weird. It's just a weird. Like the only things I remember, uh, quite soulless as well. I think soulless is the best word for it. I think the things I remember were the vote for Pedro thing, because it was like awkward um, Hispanic mate who, yeah, um, and down to the end, and him liking some awkward girl as well. But that like, it's so. Dull, but like when you can only really remember. It is all. All I remember from from it is Napoleon Dynamite. The characters he's in a car at the, near the start, and he he just he ties a string around like one of his toys, and then he just puts the toy out the window of the car, 
and he's just driving along with a toy like dangling by some string outside the car, and, and that's it. That's the, that's the joke. And I was, what what is that? Is that supposed to be funny? I don't I don't understand. Alex is putting away his uh, his plates for his dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think in a way, I mean, I'll also say like, I mean, this is kind of like a broad. Um, but I don't really like a lot of the modern comedy movies where it's just like, oh yeah, just you know, riff for a bit, you know, do all, um, make it up on the spot sort of thing. Because to me, those kinds of comedy movies just suck. Like, part of the reasons uh, comedy movies like before then were good was because if they did riff, it was because they kind of had a broad idea of what they were riffing with. Yep. About fish uh, and you know oh here, here's you know a plate with a salmon on it and you do something with it it's another to just be like um put some stuff in a room and then just be like go for it and it's like well do what yeah you've got, yeah you've got, plate, I mean, you've got a plate of fish and the, and the end result is supposed to be it ends up in the guy's like trousers or something you've got something to work with you, you've got basically an end point and what needs, like, you know, sort of like a item to go with it. Whereas if you just put hard yeah. stuff in a room and just, like, go nuts, it's like you're not going to go nuts because you don't know what to do. Yeah, it's just, and that's, and, that's, and that's how I feel when I'm watching something like that. Like, I don't know what to do myself. I don't know what to laugh at, like, but, I, I mean... Ironically, apparently... There are some good comedy films being released. You know, Netflix do some really good comedy films, Um Anything with John Cena in is an amazing comedy film. Like Blockers, you, you definitely need to watch Blockers. That is hilarious. I remember reading a comment yeah. where somebody was like, you know, I, they'd watched uh, Bumblebee or something, and the, some, the person was like, it's a terrible secret that John Cena tries to hide. He's a better comedic actor than he is an action star. <laughs> he is. He is. And he, I think I, I feel the same about The Rock as well. I think The Rock. As a as a serious leading actor, isn't anywhere near as charismatic as a supporting actor or in a comedy. Um, like I tried to, I watched Rampage but, uh, to bring up a film that I watched during the break, and that was, I mean, it was okay. It, it was, it was just The Rock being The Rock, and that's no bad thing. Don't get me wrong, but it was pretty forgetful. Pretty I mean, forgetful movie. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I can't say I, I thought about it after watching it. Yeah, yeah, it was just sort of. Yeah, and then Joe Manganiello, or yeah, his name, the, the guy who plays Destro, who's in it for the grand total of five minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, I, re- I remember that. I was like, oh, sweet. I, was like, I like him as well as an actor. I was like, yeah, yeah, here we go. And then, no, and then he's gone. <laughs> Probably had a film that Destro cameo. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Um, but my next film, um, so I was, I, I went back in time with Star Wars. I'm going. I'm going current. I'm going to 2018 game uh, movie releases. <clears throat> I wonder if you can guess what really well-received film I'm going to trash on right now from 2018. Um, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a clue. It's uh, in the MCU, and it's not Infinity War. Black Panther? Yep. Oh. Oh. I hate that film. And, <laughs> yeah, no, before you before you kick off, before kicks off, Blade is a fantastic film. 
I love the Blade series. It's got nothing to do with any of that. Black Panther is overrated. It's it got overblown because of you know because of superhero, but you know first Marvel led film. Blah, blah, blah. It's overrated. It's awful. It's I don't like the plot. The plot is basically Lion King, which I know I like the plot for the Lion King, but I've also seen the plot for the Lion King before. I don't think the action is very good. I think, I think it's very poorly choreographed. I think the the fight scene at the end is awful. There's just two CGI dressed up panthers fighting, and it's not a very good fight. Uh, I don't like. I just don't like a lot of it. I don't like. I don't like this. I don't like, it. I don't like that film. It's it's terrible. I I thought I thought that I I didn't like it because when I went to see it, I. I didn't have a very good experience in the cinema viewing it because it was quite a full cinema and it was it was very loud. Everyone was sort of screaming. It wasn't a good cinema experience, um, and I thought that maybe that was why. But I sort of watched a YouTube video to just sort of recap the film, just in preparation for Infinity War. And again, just watching all those scenes again, I just, it's, I don't like it. I think it's overrated. See, something I've I've realised like about the films I dislike and the films you dislike. <laughs> Seems to be the hype has essentially ruined it for us. I think I think that's right, but I think when people look back at Black Panther, I think they're going to see that it, it really isn't an overhyped film. It's just an average film that was given all of this extra attention and praise because of the subject matter and the timing of it. Because like I watched like I watched Brokeback Mountain um, years ago, and again that film is okay. I've seen way better romance movies, and that, and then that film was heralded as this, you know, this amazing film. It's okay. Heath Ledger is fantastic in it. Don't get wrong, but again, I think it gets a pass because of the subject man rather than the quality of the film. And I think Black Panther is exactly the same. Like well, pretty much like every Nintendo game as well. It's just, it's just this thing that everyone has to jump on and, and praise, and anyone who doesn't praise it will just get attacked professionally well, well i mean i like i like i liked black panther but it was sort of like in a sort of in a sort of standard full action movie sort of thing i guess it's probably because i mean i've i've watched you know a whole load of weird films so i i have watched like black exploitation movies and stuff so i i i have seen film race like like with an all-black cast before I mean, yeah, the I, mean, only I, I thought it's, I, same. I mean, I've watched like plenty, like, and I, you know, I really like them. I got no, the, you know, that that really isn't the 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 problem at all. Like, it's just the the storyline, the action, the directing of the film is just not up to par. I mean, Black Panther is probably going to be more. In hindsight, it's probably going to be more seen as a. Oh, I got the word now. Um, it's more of an inspirational film than a good film. I mean... I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there are, there are kids who sort of see... Go back to what you said about Star Wars. It's probably going to be... I mean, it'll probably be more... Influential movie. Yeah, it'll be probably more seen as an influential movie in, say, 10, 20 years than a brilliant movie. Because, I mean... Uh, yeah, I think it's obviously, obviously shown, you know, Hollywood that, you know... Um, yeah, there is an audience for for that movie, and it's a massive audience as well. Like it was a massive success. But at the Golden Globes, Black Panther was nominated for best drama. Black Panther, it is not, for best picture drama. 
Black Panther. I'm sorry, no, it is not that good. It it's an okay for me <laughs> below average superhero movie. It is not one of the best films of the year at all. At all. If we're gonna, the, the only the only. I mean, granted, I haven't seen every single like MCU movie, but if you're going to talk dra- drama, the only ones with good drama, in my opinion, are Captain America 1 and Captain America 2. Those are the only ones with actual good... I I'd think Civil War as well. Captain America Civil War, the drama between Cap and Iron Man. Uh, mm. Well, the Captain, the Captain America movies probably have the most drama in them. Um, yeah. As the rest. But... but- Probably say it's probably um, Winter Soldier, then the first Avenger, then Civil War. If, we, if we're going to rank them, I mean, yeah, each movie, MCU movie, technically has like a good dramatic moment and stuff. There's a lot of dramatic moments in there, but the action's also very fun. And especially recently, the you know the choreographed fight scenes are awesome. And I thought Black Panther in Civil War was fantastic. I loved his relationship with his, with his father. I loved how he was, you know, on the hunt after. Um, Bucky, you know, the Winter Soldier, and the fight scenes were amazing. And I was really excited for Black Panther, and it just it, it didn't match the standards that were set. And but you know that's my opinion. The film was this huge success, but yeah, that's the film that I don't like that everyone else seems to have liked. So, what's your next one? Um, well, it's kind of two movies, but you can. Technically, classroom was one. I mean, it wasn't until somebody pointed this out to me that when I went back and watched it, I was like, yeah, that's actually true. But, um, I mean, it's not that they're, again, not that they're terrible movies that I didn't like, I couldn't finish watching them, but okay. they're not good if you look at them objectively. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, no, get out. Get out of here. Get out of there with that. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, I, I love Harry Potter. I mean, I've, I've, I've still got, like, my first edition of, like, Philosopher's Stone in all its, like, dog-eared paperback glory back home. But um, have you tried watching the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets recently? Dude, I, watch guys... every year. I watch them every year, and Chamber of Secrets is my favourite Harry Potter. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, you... love, I, I love Philosopher's Stone. Yes, okay, the acting of the of the the, the main three, uh, maybe it doesn't quite hold up. I mean, I, I can deal with wonky CGI. Yeah, okay, okay. Like the the score's good. Um, I love the music. I love the childlike wonder of it. And I lo- what I love about two most is that it has the childlike wonder of Philosopher's Stone, but it it is darker and the acting is better. Um, but yeah. See, I, I love. I mean, I love them. So I'm, I'm, I'm really. I'm not going to be. Tell me, tell me why. <laughs> well, again, it's it's more so like, I guess that's the problem when the majority of your cast is sort of like, you know, child child actors who have probably only done. I think uh, Danny Radcliffe had literally done like um. Uh, a bit of David Copperfield on TV, like before he landed Harry Potter. And yeah. I don't think anybody else had been in anything major. So it's like you literally got like They're three unknowns, basically. Essentially, yeah, un- um, mostly like uh, new child actors, and they're being propped up by, ironically, like some really good actors in um, Maggie Smith and 
Richard Harris, and it's like, and um, Rickman. It's just like, okay, so you've got some really good actors in the adult cast, and then you've got these children. <laughs> well, did you hear the rumours that um, Steven Spielberg didn't direct Philosopher's Stone because, well, it's not even rumours, it's true. He didn't direct the Philosopher's Stone because he wanted to cast Hayley Joel Osment as uh, Harry. But because the studio wanted an English actor, Steven Spielberg pulled out. How how we, how different could that have been if Haley Joel Osment was Harry Potter? You probably still remember who he was. Huh? You probably still remember who he was. I know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, everybody just remembers him for the, uh, the Fifth He's Element movie. now, though. He is weird looking. So it's probably for the best. Um, like... Like... With, you know, massive nostalgia goggles. Because I mean, yeah, every, like everybody in our age group, and a bit older and a bit younger, love Harry Potter. Yeah. You, you, you've got a, a. I mean, you can, you can enjoy bad movies. I mean, you're talking to who you like. I will. I love the Triple X movies, and I, I've got. Yeah, a movie, yeah. I don't care. I mean. I've got Iron Sky in my collection, a film about Nazis on the moon. <laughs> you can't get more stupid than yeah. that. <laughs> but, like, you have to, like, it's, it's okay to admit when something's bad and you still enjoy it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, those are guilty pleasure movies, aren't they? Though? That, that, that's a whole different, different area. Um, and definitely an area that, you know, that's, that's the opposite to this conversation though, isn't it? This conversation is about films that are generally good that we don't like, but then there's also the flip side where it's films that are bad that we like. Um, but that's, that'd be definitely an interesting conversation to have because I'm sure we've both got some interesting picks there. Because, um, I mean, yeah, again, again, it's hard for me to kind of like think of movies that I genuinely don't like. I mean, I've got another one that I, I wanted to mention. Um Again, it's a, it's a recent one. It won, it won Best Film at the Oscars. It was The Shape of Water. Um, I, the fish movie. Yeah, I mean, I really like Guillermo del Toro. I think he's a fantastic director. I love Pan's Labyrinth. I like the first two Howboy films. Uh, Crimson, Crimson Peak was really good. I think he's awesome. And I was really excited to see The Shape of Water. But, dude, that film is not good. The the fish man the fish man is not likable at all. He's weird. He eats cats and it's disgusting. And it's just like I'm supposed to root for this weird fish thing. Like normally I'm on the side of the creature. Like I like King Kong. I'm always on King Kong's side. You know I care for the animals. I care for the for the the aliens. But when when the fish man is biting the head of a of a little cat in someone's house, then you know I'm out. I'm out at that point. I'm not on your side anymore. You're a fucking monster. And so, yeah, I didn't like that film. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I was going to, I mean, another one I've got, which is, I mean, it, it's not really like controversial, I guess, but I did I, 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 well, I mean, Man of Steel, basically. Oh, no. And again, I think it was. I, I get. I think again. I think it was more the hype surrounding it because I was like, "Oh, okay." Because I mean, I, I'd watched like the 
all this just goes to show how, how like um low i can actually go i have watched all four of the christopher reeve um superman Dude, movies i, I watched know how you got through three and four man one and two are actually all right well, but three and four are terrible well, Three, I watched because it had Richard Pryor in it, and I was like, oh, he's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, and granted, I was young. I mean, I haven't seen him since, but I have watched... I even, I even watched a Supergirl movie with um, uh, Peter O'Toole in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I remember kind of enjoying yeah. in a weird kind of way. But uh, the thing about Man of Steel is, and well, just to just to just interject, I remember when you watched Man of Steel, and I remember you messaging me because I asked you what you thought of it, and I, I remember your message was, "Well, that was a lot of buildings being knocked over for for two hours," <laughs> and, and that was basically the gist of your text. It was just too much action seemed to be your uh, your initial thoughts. Well, I mean, I watched. Um... I didn't. I didn't watch it like from be- from the beginning, but I, it was on TV like at some point, and I managed. I pretty much got from when he pick- gets the suit. Yeah. And I finished watching that, and I was just like, because <sighs> I mean, this is kind of me blaming the Dark Knight trilogy in a way. I mean, again, the idea is I like the Dark Knight trilogy. I think they're really good movies, but I blame them for pretty much how. A lot of movies since have to be all pretty and serious and realistic. And stuff. Grounded like, in reality. You can't yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. I mean, you can get away with it with Batman because Batman. Well, Batman's got no super Is a glorified. Yeah, Batman's a glorified special ops guy yeah. in a funny-looking outfit. Yeah. <laughs> um, most of his uh, enemies are kind of terrorists or gangsters basically yeah with the, majority, so with the you, ones that they used in the movies are anyway like it's not like they started using poison i mean to be fair though they could have put poison ivy or mr freeze in that in those films and, and found a way to to you know ground them in realism if they wanted to but with superman and yeah. who's not an invincible it's a lot harder to do that yeah and also if, if you if you watch batman begins and you watch man of steel it's literally the exact same story yeah except Batman, the other Superman. Yeah, but I mean, and I thought I thought it was actually like again, it was like it was quite a good cast. I was like, my, for me, Michael Shannon is a very underrated actor, and he's really good. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome in everything he's in. What was that film with uh, Dakota Fanning? And uh, not yeah, Dakota Fanning. What what was that film? Oh, the Runaways. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome film. Um, and he was in um. I forgot he was in Eight Mile as well. He was. Um, I haven't seen him. Yeah, he was. Watched it. He was. Um, he's Eminem. He's uh, Eminem's mom's boyfriend. All right, is that like really abusive or something? He's, yeah, he's a massive tool, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like um, I, wa- I watched the movie like about a year ago. I was like, oh, it's Michael Shannon. I was like, he's really good at playing a tool because I don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's really good. Um, Henry Cavill's like quite good. Amy Adams is quite good. Um, Ron Fishman is good. Kevin Costa's Kevin Costa. Which is no bad thing. Um, Russell Crowe is like pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just kind of like they're trying to do this whole big epic realistic grandiose thing with Superman. I'm like, it's Superman. It's literally his. 
like his most famous enemies are literally a genius like billionaire who has like some sort of you know complex. Yeah. Um, another guy who wants to kill him basically because his dad was um, the better scientist. An alien who um, from his planet who just wrecks stuff. Um, you know, the, I mean, the very um, and... villains aren't actually that wow represented. I would, I would have, I would pace. I mean, they're never going to do it I, for a fact. I mean, because and this is a very comic centric character as well. But I would spend, I would buy um, a ticket for a Superman film if the main villain was Mr. Mitzaplik. Um, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Mr. Mitzaplik is basically, um, I don't know how to say it. He's basically from the fourth dimension and he pops up in our dimension just for a laugh. And he, he basically like, um, you know, uh, attacks Superman just for laughs. Right. Like he, he, he basically, from the fourth dimension, he's basically like, his will so you could basically turn like a car into like um a piece of cake or something if you wanted to like literally um and the only and he basically just annoys superman until um superman superman can only get rid of him by getting him to spell his name backwards right so he basically has, superman always has to find a way to trick mitzvah to send himself back What's it, what and I'm his just like, backwards. Well, his, his name is literally just nonsense. It's um because oh, um thing. Oh, okay. yeah. when he first appeared, he was like, "Well, your brain couldn't comprehend my actual name, so I'm just going to, uh, you know, make something up." Which, yeah. so yeah, but I mean that won't happen because you know it's just silly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I think, I think that's something that I mean they could probably do something with the concept, but, I mean, it's probably wrong, again, yeah, I mean, and Superman in general, it sort of seems put on hold, it's like, Henry Cavill looks like he's not going to do it anymore, so they might have to cast a new one, the DCEU sort of having this massive, you know, this shift, it's, it's a weird, it's weird, Superman at the moment, you don't, you don't really know where, where it's going to go. Which is a shame because I, I love Superman. I think he's a fantastic character. I think with more done to him, I mean I think Man of Steel nearly nearly hit the mark. I mean I did like the film, but I think it could have been better. But it, it was near. I think it was just the same sort of two notes on and on and on. Um, yeah, no, but, but it's a pick there. Man, it's good film. It's definitely regarding the DCEU, um, for sure. But yeah, fair enough, fair pick. Um, have we got time for one more each? Do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, I think we've got time for one more each. Lightning, lightning ones. Um, I had to think good, long and hard about the uh, the next one that I wanted to mention because I. I I think in terms of films that I don't like, it's that people do like it. it, I don't want to go too much on the awards side of things because I think a lot of people disagree with, you know, the movies that critics and, you know, these Oscar, Oscar winning movies, like for example, like say Shakespeare and love beat 
Stephen Private Ryan for best picture. I don't know how on earth that that is a thing that exists, but but anyway. But in terms of a film that you know people really love that I don't like, I don't like the first Avengers movie. I know, I know. It, I totally didn't know. <laughs> I don't like it. It. I liked it when it first came out. I thought it was this new and exciting thing, and it, it you know, really did live up to the hype. But when I've I've watched it again, it's no, nothing really happens for an hour and a half in that film. It just sort of goes along. And yeah, I know. I, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I yeah, it's. I, I, it seemed just blown a little bit too much out of proportion with that one. It, it was really good at the time, don't get me wrong, but yeah, looking back, Avengers, no, not not for me. It, it, Age of Ultron is actually better, in my opinion, but God, my, my, my opinion on films is so against so many other... No, well, I mean, I, I don't agree with, fully agree with um Avengers, but I mean, I, th- I think it's Again, I think it's more sort of like um, fits in that category of event movie, more inspirational. It was, you know, yeah, basically. Because I mean, it basically showed that. I mean, let's all forget that Kevin Smith was um, doing interconnected movies like you know twenty years before, but you know, that's like movies. I hate Jane Silent Bob. It's unfunny, trash. What say you for that? I will agree. Most of most of them are an acquired taste. But have you watched Dogma? Dogma was actually all right. I like. I was going to say Dogma. I don't like Bob though, but Dogma is bad. I was going to say whenever somebody complains about like Kevin Smith movies, I'm like, Jane Silent Bob. I mean, I can understand that's a very acquired taste, but Dogma is good. And Chasing Amy is actually like surprisingly good as well. If you... I would like to see Chasing Amy, I definitely would. I'd like to. I haven't. I haven't got uh, seen Clerks two yet either. But I do want to see Chasing Amy definitely. I'd say in terms of actual story, uh, Dogma and Chasing Amy are probably his two best ones out of the fair enough Bob movies. He's been doing yeah, I mean... for a while, has he? Well, he's apparently directed a lot of the Supergirl episodes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you seen the guy they've cast as Superman in that? He looks fucking awful. I could do no. <laughs> But go on, give, give us one more. Give us your last film for the uh, for this week. I'm not enjoying it as much as everybody else does, because I, I I could find like a whole ton of other movies that I prefer. But you you were slightly controversial with um event, uh, Avengers one. Yeah probably going to be slight well i don't know if it's slightly controversial but i'm going to say iron man one yeah yeah i mean that's fair again it's more of an event movie than anything i feel like that's been the theme of the episode it's it's actually quite cool that we've sort of accidentally come across a a a through line on, on how these films sort of relate yeah no i agree with iron man one i think i i think it it's not that good. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's a fun throwaway film. I, I remember really enjoying it when I first saw it, and I went out and bought it on DVD, and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, and I really enjoyed it. But then, 
looking back at it, the last time I watched it, which was about, again, a year ago, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And it's like, in the sense that it was like, I was, I was kind of waiting for the cool bits, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's a big problem. I think that's what I had a problem with the Avengers when I watched it, like, again, because I was just waiting, you know, for the fight against... The Jatari in, in New York, and then just while you wait for that, the chugs along. The the bits I remember, like which are still really, which are still quite good parts of the movie. Uh, the bit where he's trapped in a cave and he makes the proto suit, and um, his scientist friend dies. That was that's quite good. And then the bit where he's training to try and you know get the hang of it. That was fun. Um, the bit at the end where he's fighting. Uh, Jeff, is it Jeff Bridges? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, where he's fine, Jeff Bridges. That's also cool. And I mean, I'm probably like one of three people that prefers Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle, but you know, I've seen more movies. I like, I like Terrence Howard as well. I really did. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I do like Don Cheadle though. I can't, I can't choose between the two. I, I like Don Cheadle as well, but I think, I, I think it's probably because I've seen Terrence Howard in more things. And know that he's actually a really good actor as well. Um, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, out of because uh, Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk came out, both came out the same year. I and I will. Um, this will probably be like we could probably do this for like the next episode, like films we um, like that nobody else seems, seems to. But <laughs> the for me, The Incredible Hulk um, with Edward Norton in it is a better overall movie than Iron Man one and. I, still... I can't remember The Incredible Hulk. I've watched it once and I remember enjoying it, but I really can't remember it. Well, I need to, I need to watch it again, I think. For, well, for, um, I think The Incredible Hulk's sort of like a better paced movie. And... It's definitely a better paced than that Ang Lee Hulk film with Eric Banner. That film is slow. Um, I think uh, The Incredible Hulk's a better paced movie than Iron Man 1. And slightly controversial opinion. I, I will still and I will still defend it. But I still think Edward Norton's a better um Bruce Bruce Banner than a uh, uh Mark Ruffalo. Again, yeah. I just have to asterisk this by saying I mean I know they're not gonna do a solo Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo in it and I think that's because I don't know why they won't. I don't I don't know why. Like there's there'll be a massive audience for it. Mark Ruffalo is awesome. I think it's supposed to be I think it's actually supposed to be something to do with um Universal holds the like, uh, yeah, that's, that's so cool. yeah, sure. I'm like, well, just be like, okay, we'll do like 50 50 or something. It's like, if this thing makes 10 billion, we still get 5 billion back. Well, it's like, well, it's like Spider Man Homecoming, isn't it? And you know, Sony and Marvel's partnership having Spider Man, sort of, yeah, you think, so, think Universal would go for that, especially since like the movie, movie like tanked. It's not like, like they're doing anything with the Hulk, are they? They're just fucking. Just, Leave it into to rot, but yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Universal could like um, do something with have a get an agreement with um, Disney and get some money off a Hulk movie. I mean, it's not like their shared universe is doing anything. <laughs> no, exactly. Just give it give it a few years though, and Disney will just buy Universal, and then they'll have uh, they'll have access. They'll have one giant monopoly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it is actually quite interesting how like all the movies we described as sort of like we didn't like that everybody else seemed to like was more down to hype than anything else it's down to hype but it's also just the status of these films is like these big influential you know uh, industry 
shifters. Um, but yeah, but in hindsight, they, you know, they just don't. Yeah, they just didn't hold up. They just didn't. They they don't hold the same. We don't hold them in the same esteem as uh, everyone else seems to, which I think is the uh, is the main takeaway. I think that brings us to the end of uh, this week's episode. Yeah, first one of twenty nineteen. Hopefully, we can uh, get quite a few more put out this year, and you know, bring bring up our bring up our increase in viewership as well. We want to try and grow oh, the yeah. audience this year. I'll um I'll send us I'll send the uh, the new logo over as well. Yes, yeah, we'll get all that going. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try and um, advertise it more as well and get us get us out there a bit more, get the audience up. But the audience is okay. good so far; it's solid. But we're uh, yeah, we can always do with some more. Okay. Cool. I'll speak. To you. I'll edit this and I'll get it out. Catch up with you next week. Okay. Next week. Bye.